Hey y'all, welcome back to But Not All at Once, the podcast for people who are old enough to be excited about a neighbor's new copper details on their home, but also young enough to download driver's license and remember with great nostalgia the excitement that came with being behind your own wheel for the first time. I'm your host, Ann Smith, and today I just have a quick word for you on your body in a pandemic. Remember those um, oft-quoted PSAs, kind of, they came during the afternoon school special, like, the more you know, except it wasn't that I'm making a motion like you can see the shooting star. It wasn't an actual, the more you know, because you already know drugs are no good. But it was one of those weird Nancy Reagan funded anti-drug commercials that they showed in your classroom. And if you're like me and went to grad school for advertising, you probably studied. And it involved like frying eggs or something. I don't know. Perhaps it was so traumatic to watch I blocked it out. But this is your brain. And then I guess your egg starts frying and this is your brain on drugs. I would love to know the studies that showed people who decided not to use drugs based exclusively on that TV spot. But I am here for health and wellness. So yes, let's let's all be the healthy egg. Um, and in the meantime, let's focus on this is your body in a pandemic. We are roughly a year into the strangest time of all of our lives, I can say with great confidence. We've had less access to emotional support and coping mechanisms and other humans and uh, a lot more time in smaller spaces at home away from um, also our own healthy habits, maybe a gym at work or the stairs you used to take when you parked on a different floor than your office. Um, For someone like me who works at home, I also have three schools to pick up from and there was a lot of parking and walking in and holding bags and heavy children and playing on the playground with kids. And not only did that provide this extrovert some much needed interaction, but it also provided me probably more steps and um, activity than I realized I was getting. So our bodies in a pandemonium have changed. They're not the same as they were before. And I spent a long time on the phone with a friend this morning who is dealing with the changes that her body has faced in the last 11 or 12 months. Um, I know that I've faced some of those. I don't weigh myself. Uh, You can decide whether you think that's a, a good life strategy for you. But for me, it was not a healthy coping mechanism. In fact, I stopped weighing myself two years ago when And I know this, objectively speaking, by looking at photos, I had more muscle and probably less body fat than I had at any other point in my life. And yet I weighed more. That's just how the cookie crumbles when you have muscle matter on your frame. And it was really upsetting to me. I enjoyed seeing numbers in a certain range and being under kind of a post-baby or pre-baby point. And it just wasn't happening for me. Looking back, I think I want to throat punch that girl because I would rather look strong than objectively small from the viewpoint of someone staring down at a scale. But I now no longer know what I weigh because at probably the the strongest I've ever been in my life, I decided that mentally I couldn't handle it. And I'm proud of myself for that. Um, it has probably allowed me a little bit of freedom that I would not have had two years ago. 
in terms of watching that number go up or down. My self-worth definitely depended on it. There are a couple of episodes you can listen to. One um, about No Way 19, my year where I first started that, and a body image pep talk. Um, And you'll hear a lot about it in this week's episode about intuitive eating uh, with your family. So I hope that you don't judge me. It is National Eating Disorders Awareness Week. So I know categorically that I am not the only woman who deals with this. And not only because I sat on the parking lot for a hot minute this morning talking to a friend who was carrying the same heavy burden, but the numbers tell me that many of us are going to think about this and many of us are going to struggle with this. It doesn't help that there are memes and people trying to sell you weight loss shakes and people putting up breakdowns of how much weight you need to lose per week between now and Memorial Day if you want to be back at X point for the summer. Um, I just want to tell you, you don't have to be back at X point. I have envisioned seeing so many friends socially and hugging their necks and talking their face off and holding their cheeks between my hands and doing everything but kissing them squarely on the mouth because I miss you. I am an extrovert. This life was not built for me. And the last thing that I am worried about is your waistline. I'm doing my best. And that's something that comes up in intuitive eating, not necessarily to be obsessed with a positive body image. I'm so hot. I'm so gorgeous. I look amazing. Everyone is jealous of me. Uh, That's not super healthy either. I don't want to worry about what other people see or think. Obviously, I do. But I'm doing my best to be body neutral. This body is good. This body is keeping me going. This body is caring for me the best way it knows how. It always has my back, my best interests at heart. And the very least I could do is be kind to it. Drink the water, take the walks, lift the weights, take a moment to myself because mentally it it does help declutter some of the constant running to-do list and schedule and back-to-back-to-back-to-back Groundhog Day that the last year has brought to it. I'm responsible for four small people and work and a household and it's not an easy thing. There are family relationships I want to maintain and friends I'm worried about and a husband I want to care for and it can be a lot. So sometimes if I can just think neutrally about my body. Like it's getting me here. It's doing the job. I am so thankful. Um, Do I have a six pack? No, I do not. Is that really important right now? Probably not. If you think about the people that you want to see, the activities you want to do, the conversations that you want to have, they're probably not strutting down a runway in a thong bikini so that all of you can be photographed by Vogue magazine. Um, No, it's probably piling up in your leggings or your pajamas uh, with a cup of something warm and talking about what you've missed and dishing into whether Justin Timberlake's apology is enough for Janet and Brittany and walking through whether side parts are more flattering than middle parts. I promise you that people who care, care about that. And honestly, the people who are just judging you by the way you look, not to be your mom circa like the year 2000, but those aren't people that you super want to hang out with either. And honestly, they're probably people who are still unpacking these same issues. We grew up, um, and my husband isn't terribly aware of this because I think growing up a man in a small town, it, it was just a different thing. But 
I grew up in a time of heroin chic and Kate Moss and Fiona Apple and low-rise pants that were, as I read yesterday, and wanted to put my hands up in the air because it made so much sense. It made your body the fashion. It wasn't that low-rise pants were so super cool. It was that your flat stomach and your relatively slim hips were. We all wore them. And now, you know, if you think about the fear of that coming back, it's not because of the style. It's it's because your body was the ornament that was on display. And our bodies aren't ornaments. They're tools. They're getting us through something we 100% did not see coming. If I gave you a rundown a year ago of what would have transpired in the next 365 days, I don't know if you would have slapped me or just been knocked over with a feather because absolutely no one could have seen this coming. That's why you heard the word unprecedented 11 billion times in the first six weeks of COVID being introduced to our shores. And here are our bodies behind the scenes, breathing, hearts beating, hands moving, brains thinking, walking around, doing the best to create happy hormones in our bodies so that we don't cry all the time, um, to take the food that we give it and really make a life for us. And all we have the audacity to do is mentally berate it because it doesn't live up to, you know, being within 20% of our standard of beauty, um, which is something that needs to change anyway. So I had a thought this morning, is it better for my daughter if I snapped my fingers and looked like um, Gigi Hadid or if I made peace with what my body does, how I can jump on the trampoline with her? And I don't mean to leave disabled bodies out of this conversation because your body has worth full stop, period. No matter what you can do, no matter how it's functioning, I am trying to focus on the gift of what my body can and does do without acknowledgement, without recognition. Um, my, my youngest is learning to count to 100. And so we played a really fun game where I performed a different jump on command for every number to 100. By the time we got to 6010, which uh, is a real number in the Smith household, I <laughs> was regretting my life decisions. And I thought, how great. To be in this backyard with my girls and show them, look, we're jumping, we're doing things. We can talk about our bodies this way. We can understand that in the same way I want to offer them popcorn with butter with a movie or take them for milkshakes after someone has a really hard day or make macaroni when they're sad because it's their favorite thing. There is an emotional element to food and eating and taking care of your body that we should not deny. And I hope that you hear that in our discussions about intuitive eating with Kate Morris, both back in 2020 and again this year. Um, Take care of yourself as if you were a child. Tune out the Kate Moss. You are not going to be in a bikini the next time I see you. And if you are, I'm going to applaud you for it. And make sure you're wearing a crap ton of SPF because that's the that's the other regret I have coming out of the 90s is that pale as I was I never got that memo so I want you to know that if your pandemic body is not what it was a year ago and I can tell that mine isn't by the way my jeans fit um buy new jeans buy soft pajama pants buy leggings take a stroll around your block not because you want to burn off the calories you're about to eat for dinner 
but because your body, um, it really deserves some endorphins and that nasty voice in your head. And if you're an Enneagram one, as I am, yours might be louder and you might not know that other people don't get constant criticism on a never ending loop. Um, do your best to speak to your body the way that you would your child's. My child's body gets her where she needs to go. It keeps her healthy. When it gets hurt, we take care of it. We are appreciative for everything about it, including the fact, and it's ridiculous. (laughs) It's ridiculous that this is making me choke up, but I'm not going to cut it out because I think it's important for you to hear what I care about, about my daughter's body is the fact that there were parts of it when she was three weeks old that tried to kill her (laughs) and very nearly killed the both of us in the meantime. Twisted up intestines that cut off blood blood flow and could have been necrotic and changed the course of her life and my life and created the jumping off platform for an entirely new chapter for me, including this podcast, because I wouldn't have had the bravery to to dab my eyes in front of a microphone um, talking about what matters if I hadn't seen this baby survive what she did. Uh, I don't care what her waistline is, what she looks like compared to her peers, to my dying breath. My final thoughts are not going to be about whether or not her pant size has gone up in the last 10 to 11 months. It's going to be about taking care of herself. And setting an example that's sustainable and neutral and recognizes her value as a person and not an ornament. So, sorry for crying. This is what happens every single time uh, I talk about that, including walking in to kindergarten to meet uh, her kindergarten teacher, I guess, three years ago. And she happened to use the exact same adjective that a nurse had the day that Mary Brooks came out of emergency surgery. She said, what a joyful little thing. And there's the exact words that the nurse said to this baby who'd been through so much. And I, when I say I lost my marbles in front of a woman who's been teaching longer than I've been alive, I mean, I lost my marbles. Um, because there was a time I did not know that that joyful little bean was going to go to kindergarten. So I can promise you, um, if I had the choice between having you with whatever extra pounds or inches or softness or disappearing of muscle lines um, today and in five years and in 10 years, as opposed to being ready for the cover of Women's Health, which BTW is still photoshopped and still prepared for for weeks in advance and with a team of experts, um, I would choose you as you are every time. When I think back to that little hospital room and that tiny, tiny 20-day-old baby who had her 20 feet of intestines pulled out of her body, rearranged, and put back in, I don't remember her size except the celebration I had with every ounce she gained over the next year. And I don't remember my size. I remember I knew my weight walking into that room three weeks after having a baby, um, And with the knowledge that I might not come home with that baby, I remember I knew how much I weighed and I wish it was less. And I'm here to tell you, we're not doing that anymore. This is your body in a pandemic and it's a good one. Look down, put your hand on your heart. And even if it's hard, put your hand on your belly. Take a big breath and know that no one sees you the way you do. But you are not your body. You are a soul and I'm glad you're here. And I hope that you are kinder to yourself than I am, than my friends are to themselves. Um, 
and I hope you speak to yourself if you don't have a child, the way you would my daughter, who fought, like, everything to be here. And I will not, when she is older, tolerate any kind of unkindness to the body that got her through something it should not have been able to survive. You are surviving something you didn't know was coming, and I'm really proud of you. I will not let you speak of yourself that way. Crack two eggs in a pan, watch an old school anti-drug Nancy Reagan dare commercial, ignore the fact that I'm crying about who knows what, Uh, and thank you for being here. You are good. Your body is good. One day we won't be in a pandemic. I know that feels crazy, but we won't. And we'll have plenty of walks to take um, for endorphins that are just extra. Bonus endorphins, a little extra serotonin. But today we're surviving, and that's enough. You know my DMs are always open. You know my email is always open. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash but not all at once, or find us at but not all at once on every social platform. I hope you'll listen to intuitive eating counselors uh, like Kate Morris, who are giving us all the wisdom and all the kindness. But if you can't, then you know where to find me because I can smack some sense into you or just cry again (laughs) if that's an effective uh, method of manipulation (laughs) and convincing for you. Thanks for being here. Take good care. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.